Hello, and welcome back to another episode of How Was the Taylor Swift Concert with Trent Johnson. <laughs> hey, Trent. <laughs> Hello, how are you doing? <laughs> Good. <laughs> so yeah, that's basically top of everyone's mind is the Taylor Swift concert in Chicago. You got to go. Yes. So, well, my first question is, which era were you? Which era was I? I was, well... <laughs> probably unintentionally midnights honestly just because i was more adult and aggressively dressed than everyone else (laughs) i didn't have my my 1989 ensemble on or any of the you know the folklore era or anything like that you know and i didn't go super hippie with the evermore stuff or anything like that either i was definitely midnights i was like i'm full full on adult don't care anymore (laughs) (laughs) awesome (laughs) that was was way too detailed of an answer to be able to give just for the record (laughs) I was thinking, what era would I be if I get to go? I'm going to manifest that I'm going this year at some point. And I was thinking, oh, red's fun because I like wearing red. But you Mm -hmm. know what? I kind of think reputation would be fun. Like maybe put a little tear tattoo on my eye and like, you know, just really go with the full rebellious look. What do you think, Nat? What era would you be? Um, Whichever one has the most sequins. Okay. You probably would be like either lover or uh, probably lover I said yeah. That, yeah that's what she started off with it was a it was a fun start to that that was exactly where she started off with some bangers there yeah so what was your favorite what were your takeaways from the concert that she performs i mean it, it's incredible she goes for like three hours straight and i mean she's got some real quick turnarounds for um costume changes but i mean she's not playing around i mean it's pretty much consistently just straight from point a to point b three hours um she comes off as very genuine, you know, when she's doing that, you know, it doesn't come off as like artificial. I mean, she could be not super nice, but she, you, you think she's super nice, you know, with the way she's doing it. Like she, she presents herself how she always does at the show. And I mean, the stage setup was incredible. The different eras were cool because of she would use the stage in different ways. And you could tell she was trying to really make um, use of the entire stage so that people even around the backs could see her, you know, because she was self very self-aware of the fact that, you know, people pay like 800 bucks to not really be able to see her. So she went out of her way so that they could. So it was That's really awesome. cool in that regard. And I mean, yeah, it just, it was really neat just to see all of the people there. People watching was one of the most insane things I've ever seen from the start <laughs> of the show with the insane selfies people were trying to take, like, you know, getting the background in there. And like, I didn't realize that kids these days, wow, I sound old. They will sit there and they will take like 45 pictures trying to get the perfect shot. Like, I'm like, whatever happened to taking two and just moving on? Like, that's not a right. thing. Yeah. <laughs> Insane. So not the days fun. of the disposable camera. <laughs> uh, yeah, you don't get that anymore. So uh, it was, yeah, it was really cool because you'd see like a lot of mother daughter groups, you know, and groups of, you know, um, you know, friends. But it was really fun to see the mother daughters, you know, and just see them kind of be able to bond with that. And then like um, also like when you see people, how the individual songs would like impact them, you know, you could look around and see, you know, some of the slower songs, some of the other ones, like how, like you would see people kind of reminiscing and, you know, some people would start crying about different things and you were like, Oh, that one means something to you from X, Y, Z and so on and so forth. And it was like a lot of the shows I go to, you don't see that same kind of a dynamic. So it was really cool to be able to really, you know, see that, you know, front uh, first, um, like right in front of me and whatnot, because I'm usually too involved in the music to really be able to do that. That's my wife's thing, but it was a little role reversal this time. So, yeah, that is so cool. It gave me goosebumps. Um, I was, I heard somebody talking about the concert the other day that, um, it's very apparent that the people coming grew up with her 
when mm-hmm. she was 15, they were 15. When she's 22, they are 22. And it's a whole, like, it's like the concert is called Eras. It is. Yep. Everybody went through different eras with her and grew right. up with her. And it's a very uh, special, as big as it is, it's very special and intimate for the people that go. So what a concert of a lifetime we have to go. It really, Here, I mean, and it Lord really is. Universe, please it, send it, us. I, I mean, it really was. I mean, it was really cool to be able to have it broken down how she did. And I mean, I think that she just nailed it. It was, like I said, it was three plus hours roughly. But I mean, it literally didn't seem like that. I mean, it went by almost too quick, so to speak. Like it was, you don't usually have that happen with a three hour show with no breaks at all. You know, I mean, it was, yeah. it was awesome. It was a heck of a lot of fun. So I, I can see why people were so excited about it. <laughs> Absolutely. I um, I don't want to like, your experience or anything, Trent, but I do have to tell you something. Uh-oh. Um, for my birthday, I got uh 50 cent tickets for his farewell tour. Oh, uh, that's awesome. And I will be back here in September to report on how amazing this concert is gonna be. I'm so excited. That is gonna yes. be absolutely amazing. Well, he I came out like his- Natalie got Taylor Swift tickets the way she reacted to the <laughs> i have been waiting for him to go on tour for so long and like and now it's happening it's happening his first album came out like right when that was like our like like a forming our like musical taste time like right then like i never realized how like some of these albums like some of these people there's someone else who i just who i was just talking to um ludicrous that he opened for janet jackson when i saw her a couple weeks ago i didn't realize his first album came out like right when i was in high school i was like oh i'm old but oh that's why i liked it so much he's like i know i'm kind of like since day one i was like i don't think i have he's like this album i was like oh i have i'm old (laughs) i know i'm like so in my head i was like oh the concert's gonna be like all young people and then i was like is it gonna be all young people or is it all gonna be all my age people it's going to be a weird mix and you're going to be like looking all over the place like this is crazy it's going to be I'm very curious be what amazing. that crowd will be very what was that? oh it's going to be very interesting <laughs> yeah well and we're going to dress up too so it's going to be even more fun i can't wait i can't wait have a bulletproof vest like the cover of his first album <laughs> yeah yeah what are you dressing up like Nat? <laughs> i don't know I'm, we're thinking you know like early 2000s vibes Ooh, and fun. um we're also gonna watch uh get rich or die trying before to get like really pumped up for it yes. so, good idea nice. good idea pretty excited <laughs> and a very happy birthday to you natalie yes so, happy birthday again. yes if i was better at podcasting i could like the intro to the podcast could be like you know his birthday song but oh I yes i can pull that off yet yet or what's the other one? Uh, who Coming else has to. a birthday song? Is it Two Chains? Right? Yeah, birthday. I think it's Two Chains. That and might not be um, as appropriate for this. No, it's not as appropriate, but it's a very good catchy <laughs> song. We always just go with the Beatles one. It's a nice catch, catchy one that everyone can relate to. Everyone I like um, John Legend and uh, Kygo, but it's more of a romantic happy birthday. I was going to use it. I made a little video for our weekend at the lake for Natalie's birthday. Uh-huh. And I was like, this comes off creepy. Like I'm in love with her. So I changed, <laughs> I changed the song. <laughs> that would have been fine with me. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe you should use the uh, two change Kanye one. That, that might be more appropriate then. <laughs> True. I need a mashup of them all. There you go. Absolutely. <laughs> well Trent we know you're jacked up on like three cups of coffee so are you ready to get into some news stories I guess I can hopefully focus just a little bit to be able to do this so yes 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 
the caffeine flowing through wonderful wonderful so let's speak about what we are loving to speak about the most which is news in the lumber industry fun 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 yes so as always been a very eventful couple of weeks you know a lot of the same topics overall just you know more acquisitions and you know more changes and things of that nature so let's just hop right into it um the most read article we've had over the past couple of weeks was a pretty cool one uh, it's titled the West Virginia University researchers find new ways to make low quality hardwoods useful for structural applications so basically, it goes into speaking about how a professor there, this Joseph McNeil, has been looking into seeing how um, low-grade um, hardwoods, hardwoods specific, ugh, specifically yellow poplar, has been starting to re be researched to see if it can be used for CLT, which so far they found it can be. Um, so they're looking more and more into that because, I mean, that could be a real game changer if they're able to really start to utilize that. Uh, they kind of go into saying how it's a very nice um change because it can it can be kind of cost prohibitive to ship that because of the weight um that the clt um has so by having that being by being able to use the l popular in those areas it can make it so that you know the any factories that do it around there the transportation costs would be a heck of a lot less than if they're trying to maybe ship them from like the west coast all the way over the east coast and whatnot so a lot of cool things you know to be looking forward to you know if that takes off so you know i mean another big change on the uh, engineered lumber clt front so yeah, CLT is moving quick. I mean, we've been talking about it for years now. It um, feels still very new, even though we've been talking about it for a while. But I remember there was only one plant doing it. Mm -hmm. And then at the end of 2019, the last I read was there's 14 plants. They can add plants on the East Coast that are processing low-grade hardwoods. That will be a game changer. That's going to be the future. So mm -hmm. that's really cool to hear. Um you know, might add a little bit more competition to what's going on here in the local lumber industry. But, um, but I think using wood and continuing that uh, movement is nothing but positive for our industry overall. So that's really exciting. Yep. And it's nice to have something in our industry that is moving quickly, like very quickly, mm -hmm. uh, as opposed to what, how the lumber industry has moved in the past. Nope. Absolutely. And it's awesome. also cool just to be able to see like a kind of a shiny new little toy that like everyone even outside <laughs> the industry is kind of looking at too they're like oh look at this this is kind of neat and you know i feel like it can be with everything with sustainability you know it's been going on a bigger push from that it's kind of a nice timing with that because i feel like they can really kind of utilize that messaging with this to kind of push back on some of the you know old information that's been out there since our youth of you know how trees you know people cut down trees bad it's like mm, is that true though mm, not really you know carbon footprint much better on our side than you know maybe on some of the other industries so right. it's kind of a nice timing with that as well full support full send full uclt send. <laughs> <laughs> this oh, podcast dude. brought to you by clt not CLT, a specific company just the thing I know we're like the checkoff show for the CLT. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness. Um what else another article that was very popular um on the very opposite end of the spectrum was you know an obituary for Mr. Uh, Donald Neil Hagen. Um this was one that you know I I it was submitted to us for, by his daughter a couple weeks ago. And so she just had wanted, you know, to share, you know, his life with the industry, you know, it's everyone that's known him. Um, had some great stories that, you know, she'd even shared with me on a personal level as well outside of the obituary. So it was this one that he had 
he was very very well known throughout the industry and so it was really cool to be able to you know see people kind of come and be able to you know read about you know the impact he had on others lives and you know and just you know the impact he had on the industry as a whole so it was great to kind of be able to celebrate his life throughout the uh, through the obituary over the past couple of weeks i tell you i clicked on that one myself and what a cute what a cute man. I, you know yep. what? I wish I had a third grandpa and that was him because he's adorable. I know. And his, I'll, I'll tell you what, he's, he raised a great daughter as well. I mean, his daughter's just, she's just so, she's, she's amazing as well. Like I said, I've had the honor yeah. to be able to, you know, speak with her over the past couple of weeks as well to, you know, learn more about her as well as her, you know, her late father. And it, she's just, they had a great family there. So, you know, that's awesome. Well, may his for their legacy loss, live on. Exactly. Yeah exactly it's like, it's, like it, it's harder to be sad when you've had such a great impact as well you know i mean at least like you said the legacy can live on and that's amazing awesome. that's special that's neat that you got to know her as well too yes rest in peace neil um another one that we have going on here is a good old one we tend to see is the lumber price index um we spoke about that before for you know the end of each week uh the end of last week's and then the end of this week's um so just talking about how their uh, the prices have been a little bit up from the week before. For the, this one was for the week ending in um, June 2nd. So then the other one from the end of last week has been moving up the uh, charts as they tend to do. You know, a little bit of a lag there, obviously, you know, for the uh, um, week to week and whatnot. But either way, those ones, the lumber pricing ones always tend to be, you know, the top ones just because it's a nice little um, end cap to the end of the week, so to speak. So it's one for the end of the for the um, week ending of the week ending June 9th, showing once again that it's up by, you know, one and a half percent or six dollars for the previous week. So little increases, nothing major, but nonetheless, you know, anything is a positive these days. Keep on moving up exactly. by two percent or plus seven dollars from the previous week when it was three eighty two. Yep. Awesome. Means people are using wood. Exactly. So then some little bit back uh, on the other end, so to speak, where we're getting into the merger acquisition realm again. Um, big news was um, CMPC had um, reached an agreement to acquire Heritage Millworks, which is the legal name of Powell Valley Millworks. So that was a pretty big news mm -hmm. that come through. It's uh, being acquired by CMPC is their overall um the overall headquarters, which is in Chile, if I remember correctly. Um, they also have a site in the U.S. and their operations, um, U.S. operations in, it's in Atlanta, if I want to say, if I remember correctly. Um, so I believe they're, I'm not sure how they're, how that's going to work, if it's going to, you know, end up being kind of merged in, so to speak, with the U.S. operations under the CMPC brand, or if they're going to keep that. So we'll update you on that when we find out a little bit more as, you know, the acquisition is completed at that point. Acquisitions are still going strong. Oh, uh, yes, they are. I got another one in here, I think, too, as well. Um, yep, sure do. So um, another stuff, do it best, announce their hires for June, like they do every month. So, you know, it's always a good one to kind of keep up with, you know, who they're hiring, you know, how they're expanding at their uh, home office. And then we had an update, which was um, about Mercer International and their, um, their they were trying to acquire um, the assets of structure land mass timber from receivership update saying that they have been granted the um, approval for that. So the process is still ongoing. It should be completed in the next few weeks, I believe. Um, that's kind of the goal at least. So they're going to be acquiring the facilities in BC and then in um, Southern, L uh, Southern, um, Southern United States, uh, you know, whatever else goes, <laughs> United States, ah, whatever. Right. <laughs> I would like somebody to create a graph for me that plots, um, 
the amount of mergers and acquisitions in comparison to interest rates. Wouldn't that be cool to see? And just the lumber oh, industry, yeah. not like mm-hmm. overall. I want just like, I want to see it together. Well, no, I, that would be very, very interesting, to be honest. As I mean, this isn't on here, but there was two more acquisitions that were made that we announced yesterday. One was a Beacon one, and then another one was an L&W Supply one. So, I mean, there's they are still heating up. I mean, they're... I've I've seen no slowdown in that, you know, whatsoever. So it's been it's been like hotcakes. Well, speaking of acquisitions, why don't we speak about another one then? Um, <laughs> the big player in the old pallet area, forty eight forty solutions. Um, they've been kind of a gobbling up other little pallet companies like crazy over the past couple of years. Them and um, Camps Pallets have been, you know, the two big ones buying up all these guys. So uh, forty eight uh, forty solutions they acquired. Taylor Pallets and Recycling out of South Carolina. They also have a sister site in Georgia as well. So I believe it's four sites in total across all um, all the different locations. Right. Yeah, four sites. Yep. Yeah, so it'd be three in South Carolina and one in Georgia. So they had just acquired them. So, you know, just showing up more uh, pallet companies there. Keep on rolling, baby. They're huge. I was just reading that they're the largest pallet management service companies in North America, 270 nope. facilities, Wow. 69 company owned operated pallet recycling plants, 186 yeah. on-site locations, two, 12 reverse logistics, 12 reverse logistics centers. What do you think that means? What's a reverse logistics center? You're That's backing up question. trucks all day? I don't know. That's a great question. I haven't heard that term before. Beep, beep, beep. We're just backing up trucks all day. <laughs> They're like, we just do so much stuff. We're just going to keep making up stuff. No one can question us. We just um, reverse logistics refers to the supply chain process of returning products from end users back through a supply chain to either the retailer or manufacturer. Wow. I wonder if that has to do with the pallet aspect of re- reusing the pallets, maybe. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Recycling them and whatnot. Interesting. Hmm. Um, they are backed by Summit Partners and Audix yep. Private Equity. So, yes. private equity going strong. Oh, that they are. <laughs> gobble them up. Gobble, gobble. I almost said that and I was like, don't do it. Don't yeah, do too. it. <laughs> don't worry, guys. I'll always else. say what you don't think you should say. <laughs> <laughs> you can depend on me. <laughs> oh, goodness. Oh, gosh. Well, uh, the next other big one is actually a little bit of some um, news that's internal for me, which is uh, Blue Book News. Uh, We announced that we have hired a new CEO. Uh, Kirk Soule had had started for us um, a couple of weeks ago. We also have a new CFO that started after the retirement of our old CFO. And then um, the interim president, Mark Erickson, was um, appointed COO. So he was promoted from senior vice president up there. So a lot of fun little changes on our end as well here internally. So yeah, exciting, I read exciting, about exciting. that. Where'd your CEO come from? Um, He came from a couple different companies. Most recently he was with 3M. Um, He's had other, um, he's worked with other companies throughout there. He also worked on some, with some produce companies um, in the past, like years and years ago. Our CFO, he came from a production company that had to do with um, like within the entertainment industry. And he previously had also worked in kind of similarish businesses, but more so he worked a little bit in the produce, but he also had worked like Tyson and stuff like that before. Um, so kind of a, a like parallelish in some aspects of things, but not as directly related as um, Kirk was in the um, produce side. So two newbies to lumber, huh? Yes, yes, yes. So- Exciting. 
Yes, very excited. They're both awesome. You know, I'm really, I've had a chance to work with them a little bit, bo- uh, both of them just a little bit so far, and they've both been great. So very, very excited about that going forward. So I think they're going to do an amazing job kind of really helping us, you know, expand and grow. So always fun, always fun. A lot of big change. Actually, change. This wasn't on the top happen. red ones, but Hampton um, Lumber Mills, they announced that they have a new CEO as well. So they yes. got a lot of new CEOs these days. So that was pretty cool news too. Because I uh, was it? Um, uh, Zika, he's retiring. Okay. I was wondering, oh. I, I read that and we were like, what? Yep. what And they're uh, see, oh my goodness gracious, the new one. I'm blanking out his name. I can picture his face. I'm blanking out. He sense. came from um, Pacific Wood Tech. Um, Randy. Randy. You have a pretty good memory, Trent. Yeah, you remember a lot of details. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. I try. <laughs> Randy Schillinger. <laughs> oh, yes. He he came from 25 years of experience at Pacific Northwest Wood Products Industry and began his career at Warehouser in 1998. Awesome. Well, that's awesome. Hopefully, uh, we wish Randy well. I'm sure he'll do a great job. Sounds like he's got sawdust in his veins. So. Oh, yeah exactly they're great they're a great company there so you know i'm you know i'm excited to hear you know how that ends up working you know how he ends up fitting in there so it'll be pretty neat what was um, um what's been your favorite news story lately like what gets you excited trent well a lot of them do see i like mergers and acquisitions just because that's stuff i can kind of deal with on my end as well and i think they're it's it's interesting now with that being said it depends on kind i don't like it when every single company is getting gobbled up so it's a happy medium there but i Mm -hmm. I do like that end of it um i also like lumber pricing when the lumber prices are going up those (laughs) ones make me happy just because everyone's more happy at that point in time um but honestly kind of like the west virginia one that was i really like that one just because it's cool when you see you know um advancements in the industry and especially things that you know people even outside of our industry can get excited about you know because that them any anytime you can bring more attention to the industry as a whole i think is great you know hardwood softwood you know because like i said i mean there's preconceived notions we've had over the time you know people and i think it's great when you have the ability to kind of break out and people can see how useful our products are and you know kind of break down these old stigmas that they've had you know like like i said earlier you know you know oh which bad it's like no it's not no it's not right get that out of your head come on no that's not right that's all right you know so that kind of stuff just makes me really excited because you can just directly show how this stuff can, you know, be changing, you know, people's lives and, you know, helping everyone. Mm, well said. I was, um, I happened to have that story, the, the pricing index from the week ending of June 9th. Mm-hmm. And I was just reminiscing that this Madison's reporter, uh, index has basically the last five years listed on the chart and mm-hmm. 2021, you know, what we're at three, 389 last week and this is the time in 2021 when lumber lumber prices started ticking up they were already over a thousand a thousand and then by the 21st of june it looks like 19th maybe it was up to 1700 dollars a thousand we're at 395 right now that's wild it is it's it's crazy like um there's the houses a got built with that wood like there's inflated wow houses that got built with this expensive wood i mean i don't know if if Ugh. um you want to call it inflated but because the supply was tight right but it's mm-hmm. it was uh that's crazy oh yeah and i mean the home you can still see some of the home prices with that wood built into it <laughs> you know you're like oh yeah. that's a real pricey home i wonder what it ain't worth that much guys 
Right. It has the spendy wood. Well, right. Like what happens to the house that was built with $1,700 per thousand wood? And that wood is worth $398 now. <laughs> well, especially when you have these insurance. I mean, there's, uh, yeah, these interest rates, almost insurance rates. Ah, interest rates. I mean, it's it ain't helping no one. I'll tell you that much. Mm-hmm. Ain't, ain't work. Yeah. We'll see what the Fed is going to do today, actually. They're meeting today. Oh, yeah, that is today, isn't it? <clears throat> I, heard I think that today they, and tomorrow. I heard that they were thinking they weren't going to hike the rates again. And then I was just kind of, my husband watches Squawk on the Street every morning mm-hmm. when I'm getting ready. So I pick up little tidbits. Anyway, there was some guy that was like very against them not raising rates again. So I, we'll see. That's why I'm I not went to this, uh, I went to this Bank of America seminar last week and um, this guy spoke and he said, uh well he said uh powell doesn't tell the market what to do the market tells him what to do mm. everything's already baked in so it really is whatever they're gonna do today or tomorrow it's already done it's already yeah. been done by the market so right it's like 100 percent. 100 so much of everything is already you know already baked in i mean yes yeah, like i mean everything's looking up right now i mean spies up almost like uh, 0.74% of three bucks. I mean, everything I'm looking at is looking really good. I mean, even most likely what will happen is, you know, whenever he talks is you'll see a quick up, quick down, and it's going to go right back to where it's at. You're going to see some crazy violent moves like you always do right away because, you know, people overreact or underreact. And then it's going to, to your point, it's going to go right back to where it's at, I would guess. I mean, I don't, it's already baked in at this point. Right. Yeah, some of these wow. things are going up great. Anything though. else notable that we should tell? Um, people? only other the other two things are kind of on the opposite ends of the spectrum. We can go, which is a happy and a sad one, so to speak. Um, we'll start with the sad, so we can end on happy. How about that? Because that sounds more good. We like sad that. was um yesterday. Uh, Western Forest Products announced that they're going to do a temporary curtailment on um some production in BC, taking 19 million board feet out for about a month or so. So that's no bueno, as they say. But on the positive side, Georgia Pacific is investing 19 million into their Camden plywood plant. So where they're net zero. (laughs) Net zero. Sorry, we got 19 million board feet and 19 million dollars. Two different things, I guess. But yeah, (laughs) whatever. Close enough, right? Camden in the south. Um. Yes, it's in Texas. Texas. Yes. So, wow. you know, you got a little bit of curtailment there, but then we got a little bit more investment. So hopefully that kind of evens out at least mentally in that regard, you know, but, you know. Yeah. I was trying to figure out what 19 million meant, 19 million board feet meant when I read that Western Forest products. Um, just, you know, I know that they use, gosh, I think they use like around 12 different mills. And so the curtailments obviously are among a handful of them and, all I could really find was that they produce about a billion board feet a year. So um, just the impact that that has on those mills, I know, um, you know, that's, that's people's jobs and um, Mm -hmm. you know, it's hard. The log supply is very hard in Canada. It's the landscape is challenging. And so um, yeah, that's not, not a feel good story, but uh, hopefully Western forest products, they always pull out of it. And And they did say that they're, um, trying to place most of those workers in other mills, hopefully. So hopefully they can do that. I mean, they're used to this kind of 
I mean, I shouldn't say used to, but they've experienced it before. So hopefully they can pull on some past knowledge and experience to help those people. Exactly. Exactly. And at least like, I mean, good thing is it's just a temporary curtailment. You know, I'll take that 10 times out of 10 over a shuddering of a mill. Right. Every single time, obviously. So I mean, it's never good, obviously, even a month. But nonetheless, I mean, I'll take short term over permanent any day. Right. Right. Yeah, the press release was kind of vague. It didn't say which mills. It didn't say what that really meant. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And but it did say temporary. Yep. So that's that's good. Take them at their word. (laughs) Absolutely. Well, Trent, thank you so much for today. Oh, no. I loved your energy. Oh, well, I appreciate it. Yeah, I'm on fire. We like angry Trent energy. (laughs) We did a full 30 minutes today, (laughs) y'all. I could have gone for two hours just listening to myself ramble. I'll tell you what. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, we will be back in two weeks with you and um, we'll have the hot goss. (laughs) That sounds like a plan. Uh, Signing off from Portland and Chicago because I still don't remember the name of the town you're from. Chelsea, Natalie, and Trent.